This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. McFarland, McFarland, everybody. Thanks to McFarland for, once again, powering us through this entire season. The Bradfoe Show. It's another Bradfoe Show on the go. A quick one because, you know, I feel like Nick Pavetta has earned some, um, some recognition. Uh, an opportunity to be highlighted on a Bradford show on the go. So we sat down with Nick for, you know, a little bit. And what I wanted to talk to him about was, boom, that hammer of a curve. Like that hammer, there is nothing like, as I said to him, there's nothing like bo- a backdoor big 12 to 6 curveball, that knuckle curve that he throws. I love it. I love it, and that's why I wanted to talk to him about it. You know, there's plenty of things to talk about when it comes to Nick Pavetta. This guy has been absolutely on fire heading into his start against the Rays. The last 12 starts since the beginning of May, 78 in the third innings. He's 8-2, and two, a 2.1 ERA, uh, a 0.94 whip. You know, um, just keep going down the list. 2.1 F4. I mean, like all of it. And, you know, listen, I mean, his fastball is better than ever. His fastball is a bread and butter. There's no question about it. Hitters hitting under 200 about on it. But still, that curveball compliment is crazy. And now he's throwing it more than he ever has as a member of the Red Sox. Still not as much as a fastball, but still, you've seen it. I mean, you've seen it. His curveball has 82% percentile in Major League Baseball in terms of spin. That shows you right there, like, how good it can be. So, you know, again, I just want to sort of sit down with him, chop it up a little bit about that one pitch, where he's at. I think it's worth it. Soak it in. Subscribe. Follow. All the good stuff. All right. Another Bradfoe show on the go, this time with Nick Pavetta. First of all, who taught you your curveball? Do you remember? Yeah, so it was, um, I didn't throw a curveball until I got to the big leagues with the Phillies. It was uh, Bob McClure. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Former Aaron person. Nola, had, he threw the spike curveball, and Bob said, hey, how about you try this? And ever since, it's been a really good pitch for me. It really hasn't, there's really not nothing too much more of that than that. If anything, it's just the consistency of it that's come around more, say, these last couple of years and the being able to use it in uh, fastball counts. So you didn't throw it at all? You no, I had a very sloppy leagues. sloppy slider in the minor leagues. I might have tried to throw a curveball here and there, but it wasn't as good as the one when I got And it uh, wasn't when you did try to throw it was a completely different grip? Yeah, it's probably just a standard one like right. this. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah, Bob had taught me the – he said, just grip it like this and just throw it, and it, it came out really nicely. Um, I think in my first couple of years I didn't use it as much as my slider, but as I progressed on, I used it more and more. And then when I got here, I was eight, I figured out how to throw in the zone for strikes, and that's kind of what the biggest difference is. Yeah, so if you could talk about when you got here, and I don't know if, if so, you obviously you traded here, yeah. and you go to down to Pawtucket, uh-huh. and is that one of the, I mean, I know there was a few different focuses, but was that one of them? Did they say, hey, listen, we see um, you throw this pitch? I think when I, when I got to Pawtucket, it was, I just worked with Abby. Um, it was just mechanical. It was stretching me out, and it was getting me ready to just get up to the big ones for the, for the last couple starts. Um, 
you know, I, I was in the bullpen to start the year in 2020, yeah. and I finished the year in the bullpen as well in 2019. So they were just stretching me out, but the Phillies had also been stretching me out at the same time when, when I was down there. So once I was in the alternate side, it was just kind of get me ready. And I didn't really focus on a lot of the fundamental, fundamental stuff that we're doing this year with uh, Bushy. And, uh, and that was probably the beginning of last year is kind okay. of when it all came together. Throwing in the strike zone, competing in the strike zone, and then now me being able to command the top of the strike zone allowed to throw my curveball for strikes more often has allowed me to be better. So, so when you got there, when you got there, it was more just stretching you out, you know, getting acclimated, yeah. everything. Yeah. You're going to be a starter. We want you to be a starter. You come in, you're really good the last couple starts, but then you flash forward to last, the beginning of last year. That's yeah. when they start talking you about maybe about just the core curve. concepts of what what we we have here as as a group and how they they choose to use their knowledge to help us grow. How is that different? Like, how is um, that different from anything that you had gone I through? I think I think for me it was different because I had I had to change it. I had two manager changes. I had three pitching coach changes um, in my career, in my career with the Phillies. So there wasn't I wasn't able to grasp I think the fundamentals of what pitching was. I was learning and I was getting experience. And there's a lot of people that helped me a lot during the way, but I think I grasped the fundamentals of, of what pitching is here a little bit more compared to where I was with the Phillies. When did you, last year, the beginning of the last year, do you remember when you started seeing the results? And maybe this goes back to the curveball. Maybe it's like, okay, you know what, like, this is a weapon. They're telling me it's a weapon. Um, or maybe it's a few different things. I, don't I, think, know. I think it was just kind of confidence with, with my pitching style, confidence with, with what I have, confidence I throw the ball in the zone and I get people out. And then the rest of this is just being able to build on success and better my game and develop my game further rather than having to play catch-up. Okay, so so what I'm hearing is a lot of trust in your stuff. Yeah, you know, like hey, listen, I get good stuff. Throw in the zone. Have confidence that it's going to get guys out. I mean, yes. when you don't have results, I mean, it's hard to like. I would imagine it's hard to get that. But when your the results are up and down a little bit, yeah, I mean, it's it's really hard. I, I went through it a lot in my career, where in a sense where I'm not pitching as well, and then you have to figure out, okay, what did I do wrong, and how are we gonna how are we gonna fix that for our next start? But now it's what did it what did I do right? What can I focus on I did right? Okay, I had a positive outcome. What are the small things that I maybe need to tweak, but also what can we work on to get better at at the same time? Alright, so as I said, I love watching the curveball. Like I love I love it. Yeah. And so though I go back to last year, I think it was against the Nationals. Yeah. You know, the end of and that was really like I think I asked you in the Zoom call, like what was that? You said it's an eighty. That was, yeah. <laughs> that was a great answer. Yeah. yeah. Uh, for you, is that of all the pitches that you have, doing like like dropping that in back door? Um, I don't I don't do it. That, that pitch wasn't on purpose. I was oh man, you're ruining the myth. It's okay. It's fine. <laughs> it wasn't on purpose. I was just trying to get a good curveball down in the zone, yeah. and I still wanted to be a strike, but it just came out at that angle where it was straight down, very high, and it just had the spin and had the access, and it just dropped straight down. It was a very lucky pitch. I would love to say that I could do that original time, but that's a, you know, I think just things aligning in the moment and the effort level and just all accumulating to a very yeah. good pitch, which I'm capable of, but call it a unicorn pitch. Okay, okay, well, yeah. so let's say when you do mean to do it, it must, yeah. it must, that must be yeah, a good Yeah, so deal. when I execute a good curveball down, like I think I, I threw a good 1-1 uh, one, one curveball to Pujols the other day, and he swung right through it. I was very happy with, with the outcome, because that's what I'm going for, a pitch in the zone that stays in the zone, and I get a swing and miss, mm -hmm. essentially. Yeah. 
And as I develop that pitch more and more, I'm able to command it and develop that swing and miss more and more. Look, it's a good pitch. Looking back, what did Bob, and Bob was here, and, and what what did he, when he's teaching you the pitch, what does he say? To Bob, Bob was a bit of, he was a bit of a natural himself. Um, I did research on his career. He had 15 years in the big leagues, and Bob was just able to do what he did. His mind, he said, I'm going to do this, and this is what the outcome was. It's going to be for me. And he kind of established that with us, and he just said, just believe in yourself and just establish your outcome. And he didn't really, he just said, throw it, and it came out good, and there really wasn't much more to that. Really? He probably helped me out here and there with, you know, angling it and making sure it's coming on my hand good, but that, that's about all to it. it really? really just more of an- this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 